Welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Fanatic Podcast. Hello, anybody home? Hey, And here is your host, Logan Dean. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerdy Fanatic Podcast. Today, this episode's coming a little earlier than normal because this is the official review of Werewolf by Night, a Marvel Studios special. Now, I want to preface this episode by saying that this is a spoiler review. So if you have not seen Werewolf by Night, I would recommend that you do not listen to this podcast until after you've done so because I would not want to spoil anything for you guys and... uh, yeah, I think this is an amazing special that you guys definitely need to watch. So please go watch that, come back, and listen to my review. All right, let's get started. I apologize, guys, for not having this episode out a lot sooner. I had planned on watching it the night it came out, and in between packing and getting ready for my trip on Friday, I had planned on recording this review with Jacob and trying to get it up as soon as possible. Things didn't work out that way. It didn't end up happening. So, yeah, here's my... Let's uh, let's get in to talk about Werewolf by Night and what this actually is. Now, Marvel Studios announced Werewolf by Night not too long ago, but it had been a project that people had been speculating about from, like, a year ago. People knew that this, uh, this uh, project was in the works, but Marvel had yet to announce it, and then they kind of just finally sprung it on us at, I believe it was D23. I don't think it was Comic-Con. Um, but yeah, they finally announced it, told us it was coming out shortly, and uh, yeah, here it is. So essentially, Werewolf by Night is based off of a, um, a Marvel comic run, essentially about a werewolf. Now, this specific special is meant to be a callback to the Universal Monster movies and the you know, late-night horror specials that would come on TV and stuff a long time ago. Essentially a little overview of what Werewolf by Knife the special is. Um, on a dark night, uh, after the death of uh, Mr. Bloodstone, who's the leader of, like, this group of monster hunters, he is also in sole possession of the one and only Bloodstone, which is a, uh, a gem that reminds me a lot of the reality stone and the way it looks. It has, like, a a really nice like red glow to it which I think is really cool because this episode or this special is black and white except for the bloodstone so it has a really cool contrast there but yeah so he's in possession of this thing called the bloodstone and what this bloodstone does is it essentially grants protection it uh, grants longevity it allows you to reveal um, creatures that are currently in human form which is really cool and it's especially useful for anybody who would be part of a monster hunting group that would now after um mr bloodstone dies a group of monster hunters um come together essentially at the manor and they partake in a ritualistic hunt and where they are essentially set into a maze or a labyrinth where they all have to fight each other and uh hunt this monster or creature that had been let loose throughout that labyrinth and whoever manages to kill the monster and retrieve the bloodstone will become the new rightful owner. Now, originally there was only supposed to be five uh, participants in this ritualistic hunt, but out of nowhere, a um, a woman named Elsa Bloodstone comes back. Uh, she's essentially the daughter 
of Mr. Bloodstone, and she's almost been shunned from the family because she brought shame upon them and essentially didn't want to follow in the footsteps of her father and the group that he had created. But she came back, she wanted to participate in the hunt to get the Bloodstone back from her family and keep it from being passed on to anybody that should not have it. So that's essentially where all the interesting things happen, and the hunt ensues, uh, fighting breaks out amongst all the hunters, they finally come out in contact with the monster, and yeah, so that's that's pretty much the overview, and then you start, I want to kind of go off by giving my initial thoughts of what I thought of this special, and the first thing that really comes to mind when I watch this, as I said earlier, are the Universal Monster movies. Like, I loved those movies, and I think that they really, really do a great job of calling back to those, as well as the late-night specials. Like, it is so accurate. Like, when you're watching, if you look in the corner, between each act, they have one of the markers that blinks on screen up in the top right-hand corner. Now, I mention that only because it's a very detailed callback to the old horror movies and theaters and just old movies in general because those markers in the theater were used to tell the projectionist when they need to load up a new reel and in this case it's used to kind of separate each act so act one at the end there's a marker at the end of act two there's a marker and then to start act three there's a marker so i thought that was really cool that they stuck to the roots and actually put that kind of a detail in now, I wasn't sure going into this what the tone of a Marvel horror special was going to be, and as I keep saying, it is truly horror. Now, they have some you know jokes in it, and they have some Marvel humor in it, but it feels very different than any other Marvel project we've been given, and I think it's especially... Uh, cool that it's so good because it's the directorial debut of Michael Giacchino, and he is the longtime composer on a lot of different Marvel properties. He's done most of them, actually. And I believe Michael Giacchino is actually one of the people who originally scored the Avengers theme and who scored the Marvel intro song that we now all know and love. So I think that it's really cool that in his directorial debut, he was given an opportunity to take a project like this and make it his own because he has done a great job. Even though it's on Disney Plus, and even though it is a Disney Plus Marvel property, there's a significant more amount of gore that it contains than I thought it would. You know, it's black and white, so you know you don't really see the color of the blood stand out very much. But there are moments in this uh, special where people are getting their arms ripped off, or they're getting their ear bitten off, or they're getting their throat ripped out, and there's blood splattering on the screen. And I think it's really cool because they found a way to do this and make it yet acceptable for all viewers because it's in black and white. But they definitely do not shy away from the gore, and I think that's really, really cool. The main character of the show, or of the special, is Jack Russell, and he is played by a Gael Garcia Bernal, and I believe that's how you pronounce it. And he is a, um, an actor from Mexico, I believe. And he does a fantastic job portraying Jack Russell, who is werewolf by night. And he, he does a great job of portraying the emotion and bringing that emotional side to the character. Now, Laura Donnelly is playing Elsa Bloodstone, who is the daughter that comes back. And they are the two main characters of the show. And they essentially end up helping each other and getting really close to each other, which is very important for the final act. Now, when all these hunters are put into 
the labyrinth to fight, the monster that they are met with is Man-Thing, which I am super excited about because Man-Thing is one of my favorite characters from the comics. If you guys don't know, Man-Thing is Ted Salas. He was one of the people in charge of creating the Super Soldier Serum, and he's done a lot of different types of like serums and stuff like that to keep like to protect soldiers from uh, chemical warfare and such like that. Well, he actually injected himself with a serum one night and drove into a swamp by accident, and he was essentially changed into what is now known as Swamp Thing. And I think the way that they do his design in this special is perfect. It's super comic accurate. And um, the character that they make him is really cool and surprisingly lovable because, because the way they choose to make his character is, as I said, very comic accurate where he's not just some bumbling monster that's going to kill you to kill you. You know, he has emotions. He has um, features, especially his eyes, that portray these emotions and allow you to understand what he's feeling. And... Essentially, you find out that Jack Russell um, is the the whole reason he's there is to set Man Thing free, and you find out that they are kind of like partners in crime, and that they are friends and have some kind of relationship with each other. And I think that the way that they choose to use Man Thing as this plot device is really really cool. And as you see Jack Russell and Man Thing interact, you can tell the emotions and how much they care for each other just by looking at Man-Thing's eyes and the way that they move and interact and react to different things, and I think that's really cool. As we get further into the special, we finally get to see Jack Russell, who has been hiding amongst them the whole time as a human. You find out that he is actually the werewolf, and he hasn't been telling everybody the truth. And the cool thing about the way that they do his character and his transformation is that it's all practical effects. And at one point, he ends up in a cage with Elsa Bloodstone, and they use the Bloodstone on him to show who he truly is, which is a werewolf. And the cool thing about the practical effects is the way they do his transformation is you don't see him transform other than a shadow on the wall that's being shown from a strobing light. And you see Elsa's face as she's reacting to him transforming, and it's something straight out of an old-school horror film or a horror special. It's, it's incredible. I love the way they choose to do it. And I, this, this special has just got me so hyped for the future of the MCU. And as everyone knows... Um, Blade will be coming at some point. Now, they delayed it in order to work on the script, and as I said a couple weeks ago, that Mahershala Ali at one point was starting to get flustered with the way that the production was going. However, I also heard today that he is now fully on board, and he will actually be a part of the uh, creative process of making the script and taking the story where it's supposed to go. So I think that this special really introduces us into the world of supernatural, like the vampires and werewolves and creatures of the night and stuff like that. And I think it's really beneficial to the MCU to have this come out. And I know that at the very beginning, before this happened, we were thinking that this special was going to be set in its own pocket universe or its own like other timeline or something. But I feel at the beginning of this special, they make it very special that they thoroughly explained, at least in the first little snippet they show, that this does take place in the MCU that we know and love. 
and that this is a deep, dark, secret side that we don't get to see very often. That this is, you know, the supernatural side that we've yet to see. And it really, really makes me excited about the future of the MCU. And it really shows me that they can do a show or a movie about Ghost Rider. They can do a Blade movie right. And honestly, after seeing this, I would be happy if Michael Giacchino took over as the director of Blade. Now, I know that would be a really big step from him going to this, to Blade. But I think he's got the chops to do it. And this really bumped up my respect for Michael Giacchino and I'm excited to see what the future he has in the MCU as opposed to just being a composer which I say that lightly because being a composer is incredible so yeah my ultimate thoughts about this special is that it's amazing um, if I had to give it a score I'd give it a 9.5 out of 10 I think there's some character development that wasn't done for certain characters but it's kind of hard to do that on a 55-minute special. So I definitely give it a pass on that. I absolutely loved it. I love the direction the MCU is going if it sticks to this uh, for the supernatural side. And, yeah, I thank you guys so much for checking out this review. I hoped it helped, you know, either pique your interest in the future of the supernatural side of the MCU or validated some of your feelings towards this special. Like, I just want this to be a big conversation that we can all have together. So yeah, over the next 24 hours, be on the lookout for another review for the She-Hulk season finale, which comes out in about 30 minutes, and I will be making sure I do that, and I will also be including in that review a review of the series as a whole. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I'll see you on the other side.